This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Er, night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing it if you know it. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Nope, I don't even care a little bit. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep them low. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. And hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. And if you just you just think that you got insulted, you're like, what did this this fella? What did this fella that's clearly sitting here at this bar and grill? Say to me, well, that's what the listeners of this fine program refer to themselves as, the lowlifers. So welcome if you're new, welcome if you're old, and welcome if you just if you just peeking through the blinds a little bit. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome to the podcast for Monday, April the 18th. And uh, it's good to see all y'all virtually again, because, you know, I, I kind of screwed the pooch last week a little bit uh, equipment-wise, and y'all, y'all know that's going to that's gonna happen. Slow Budget Live, so I apologize for having to listen to a podcast on YouTube. Anyways, that was just a picture. <laughs> Man, it was uh, it was, it was a long weekend. I mentioned that uh, before, and 
And uh, but we're back. We're back, and this is going to be a good one. We're going to get back on top. It's been uh, it's been a good last few days, and uh, got things going. Hopefully, the camera doesn't crap out again. And I appreciate all y'all sticking with me through technical glitches when you have so many other choices and podcasts to listen to nonstop coming at you. So I really, uh, really appreciate all the uh, all the putting up with my nonsense, to say the least. Uh, recording this a few days early, you know, normally I, I try to record on Sundays or as close to that as possible. I know you'll hear me say this a lot. There's a lot going on, uh, right now, but it's Easter weekend coming up. So happy Easter to all of you, uh, belated Easter when you listen to this on Monday, but uh, I'm not going to record Easter weekend. I'm going to be doing the family thing for sure. And, uh, so wasn't going to hold a guest up on Easter or good Friday or Saturday for that matter. Cause it's opening day of Turkey season as well. So recording this a little bit early and we got a good one for you today. Also got MPFL next week there at Lake Hartwell, me and fat cat Newton and James Watson going to be bringing you that live cover. So be sure to, uh, to tune into that. Them boys are going to catch them out there for sure. Should be a nonstop action. We broadcast on Friday and Saturday and next week. So I'm going to be up in the studio in Wisconsin. Might be toting that shotgun up there, trying to shoot Turkey in the face up there as well. Come on with it. If y'all know anything about the Appleton, Wisconsin area, some public land where I might be able to go buy a tack, where I might be able to go shoot a turkey in between talking on Yonder Microphone on MPFL Live. Hit your boy up. Hit your boy up. But yeah, going to be uh, doing some road time, going to be uh, jamming to some tunes and uh, podcasting. and probably talking on the phone too much next week, so... Um, Lots of good music out there right now, though, gang. Lots of good music. My old buddy Aaron Raytier and and John Decius. Go check out uh, Single Wide Dreamer from Aaron. It's his debut album. Aaron's written a lot of songs that you know and love. He's uh, but he's he's releasing this stuff right now. And my buddy John Decius, who uh, the band Town, I've had him on the podcast. John's got a few songs that he co uh, wrote. With Aaron on this this album, so go check that out. I wanted to make sure to get that in there today because it's it's good music. If you like John Prine, if you like uh, if you like honest and catchy storytelling songwriting, Aaron uh, is certainly for you and my and my buddy John Boy there. All right, let's hit these sponsors up real quick. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth, and I made a post this week about. Uh, the FDA or somebody, I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of some of this stuff. I don't know who's, charged, who's in charge of anything. Let's just be honest. But they're saying they're going to release uh, more ethanol-fused gasoline to try to lower these gas prices, which are, let's see, do I have a um, ridiculous, right? That's what we think about gas prices. So going to be more ethanol in your gas unless you're paying for ethanol-free and you're going to be paying through the nose for that, Okay. Get you some Startron, stay ready, kick it in the teeth, in your chainsaw, in your weed eater, most importantly in that outboard engine. Ethanol will mess your world up, okay? It'll gum up the works. Get you some Startron, drop it in a tank. You ain't got to shake it. I like to shake it, you know? I like to shake it a little bit. Put it in your tank, kick ethanol in the teeth. We appreciate Startron, Star Bright Solutions, bringing you low-budget life or way, way longer than I even realize all the time. So super thankful for them. They've always been in my corner and uh, good, good people. Good people down there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. New to the show this year, 
But I mean, y'all are absolutely uh, supporting me with this company. This company's supporting me. It's awesome. It's a really fun partnership. And that's the folks at baitworks.com, bait-works.com. You can use code Duncan-10 there to get you 10% off. And they are a premium online tackle store. If they don't got it, they got it coming. And don't order it if you don't want it. That's what I try to tell you. Because when you hit order, it'll be there'll, there'll be a guy like this. Hey man, we got we got you this tackle. My man, my wife's home. Don't do that. Please don't do that. I ordered all these uh, Arashi glide baits for $19.99 a piece, and the triple threat's going to be pissed off, right? So don't hit order if you don't mean to. But if you do mean to, use code Duncan-10. And those glide baits are on there, by the way. I've got a video coming on that that's going to make you want some glide baits. If if the Elite Series of Chickamauga didn't make you want some gliders, uh, it's a fun way to fish. But uh, they've got the Arashi glide in stock on there. Go check it out, baitworks.com. Pro Guide Batteries, new to the show last year, and back again this year with those lithiums that are, I mean, dude, I can't kill them. And I try, like I try to kill them. I'm impressed with how quick they recharge once at the end of the day. Uh, I'm just thrilled with them, man. They The weight they take out of the boat, they are so stinking light. But you can use code LBL10 to get you some of those lithiums or get you one of those AGM cranking batteries. That 31 series is what I'm running there. Pro Guide batteries. Um, don't, don't like just have the excuse of, hey, I didn't catch them because my batteries suck. Okay? Okay, you hear me? LBL10, Pro Guide Batteries. And last but not least, hang on. <laughs> hang the banner. Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas. Got to visit with them this week a little bit. I was out there uh, dropping some stuff off for the new, the new, X21, the 2023 X21 that hopefully we will be seeing sooner than later, but dropping some things off, meeting with those folks. It's uh, it's really cool to be a part of a company like that, and it's just a family-oriented business. I say this all the time, but the people and the product together are the reason that I'm there, and it never, uh, you know, ceases to amaze me how they roll out the red carpet. Uh, I didn't get the red carpet welcoming there that Jason Christie did a couple days after I was in town, uh, rightfully so. But, man, they threw a shindig for Christie for his classic win, and then he got the other trophy. So three freaking trophies he's won out of that express aluminum boat. That's just so cool to me, man. The Bassmaster Classic getting one out of aluminum. Uh, it's, it's awesome. So if you're in the market for a new boat, you don't want to spend three arms and four legs on a fiberglass bass boat. Trust me when I tell you it is the ultimate high-performance bass boat. It's just made of aluminum. 96-inch beam, 250 Yamaha show, got that sea deck. Boy, you're going to be ready. You're going to be right and ready. Express boats, building excitement since 1966. The official boat of low budget live in the traveling circus. All right, we've got just a couple minutes here. Before we get uh, our guest on, who I'm really, 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 really excited about uh, talking to today, and uh, grateful he's going to take the time to do that. It's a guy I, I honestly don't know a ton about, uh, even though we live close to each other. So it, it's uh, I'm really I don't know why we're not we're not besties. I'm going to ask him that because we we live close to each other and we really don't know each other that well. 
Uh, heavy hitters is still going on right now for the Bass Pro Tour. Y'all know my thoughts on that tournament. I think is a very, very cool event where one cast can win you a lot of money in each one of their uh, 15 rounds. Uh, and Alton Jones Jr. won 50 grand for an eight-pounder. Uh, but today's the final day, so that tells you how early I'm recording LBL, and I don't know who's going to win. It's it's not over with yet. Uh, very tough day on those guys out there. But Big Bass today is going to win a hundred freaking thousand dollars, and then uh, the winner of the tournament is going to win hundred k. So if it's anything like Jordan Lee a couple years ago, uh, he could win two hundred in the last day if whoever whoever takes that home today. Let's just check on it real quick. Right now, Dustin Connell with two for eight six. Ott Defoe in second with two for eight two. And he's got uh the big bass. I take that back. Alton Jones Jr. caught it. Six four is the biggest one right now. So little Alton could potentially, if it were to end, they got two hours left. If it were to end, he could win hundred and fifty thousand dollars for catching two bass. That's cool. That's cool. I don't, you know, uh, of all the whatever uh, criticism, what that that event right there is is really cool to me. They take their five biggest fish for the year. They keep up with it. The top, however many, get in it. I think it's like thirty two, maybe. Very cool, but stack top ten. And uh, I've been trying to watch it some today, but uh, anyways, very cool event. So congrats to everybody that's cashing uh, fat freaking checks at that. You got the James River Bassmaster Open kicking off right now too. So we'll have some things to talk about next week. Let me shoot our guest a text real fast. Let's see. If you're listening, this is me texting. All right, our guest today is, uh, man, I'll be honest. Every time I go to do a little digging, I go do a little digging on a a guest. And and I'm fortunate that I've been around the sport for so long, since I was a kid, really, that I feel like I know so many people and there's a lot of new people coming into it. But this guy's not really a new person in the industry by any means. But whenever I get to digging... And doing research, I'm always, I'm always surprised to find these careers that I feel like. Uh, I said this about Stetson Blaylock the other day, but I feel like are so underrated. And what I mean by that is they don't have these huge over the top wins, Not like a Jason Christie. He's got he's got wins, and he's consistent, whatever, and he makes a splash. Uh, and has for a lot of years, but this guy's just kind of keeps to himself, and he's quietly stacked up almost a million dollars in earnings with bass. He has 21 top 10, seven Bassmaster Classics. Right now, he is seventh in the Elite Series Angler of the Year with five events left. He's having an amazing year. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get him on the phone over in Daggum Fayetteville, Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Lester. Hey, hey, hey. What's <laughs> hey, up, Luke? Hey, brother. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I, I, I said right before I called, I am. I, you are somebody I've wanted to have on for so long, and you and I, I don't feel we don't know each other that well, and it's and that bugs me 
for a lot of different reasons. A, I think you're a really, really, really uh, great guy and great fisherman, but we live 45 minutes away from each other. And I'm like, how do, have we never crossed paths in this fishing world more around home? But we really haven't over the years that much. No, we really hadn't. And to be honest, I didn't realize we were only 45 minutes apart, dude. We need to, uh, we ought to do some fishing here around the house. I, I know. I need yeah. to beg you to take me to Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> I was up there yesterday and they were laid up on beds everywhere. Oh, no, don't tell me that. I'll, I'll quit everything I got going on <laughs> and be in Tullahoma for the, for the days over. Uh, or not Tullahoma, but that general area over there. Well, I, uh, you said you've been doing some turkey hunting too. Have you been successful over there around Lincoln County? Not yet, and it's actually not open in Lincoln. Oh, that's County. that's right. Y'all are in yeah. the deal. We are. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So but you, I've got, Franklin I've got County, place, then? Yeah, I've got a place I can hunt in Marshall. Okay. Uh, and another place I can hunt in Moore County. But no, just to be honest, the turkeys have been running me to death, and I have not <laughs> been successful yet. But I will catch up with them. I will get even with them. It, it will happen. It, it will happen, happen for sure. Well, <laughs> you know, like you, like you said, which people listen home from all over the country may be like, uh, guys, I don't care about your turkey hunting counties. But it is. It's so bizarre what we've got going on here with this this virus. Uh, and, and your county that you're from there, Lincoln County, where you live, and I'm in Lawrence County, we got uh, Wayne County, and then Giles County in that, in southern Tennessee, man, we just don't have the birds we used to have, and now we have this abbreviated season and uh, bag limit, so we just open up, mm-hmm. you know, this this will air on Monday after it's opened up, so hopefully our story will change. They can call us liars because they'll see on social media we busted some turkeys this weekend, but I don't know if that's yeah. going to be the case for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it was several years ago around here. There's still a few areas that have a decent group of birds, but mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it's. I think it's a good thing that Tennessee's doing, though. You know, they realize, yeah. and it, it's not just Tennessee. You no, know, I, I, the way I understand, it's Missouri, it's Kentucky, yes, for sure. You know, it, so. Hopefully we can get to the bottom of what's going on. I know the people tuned in to hear about bass fishing, but a well, lot of we us got a mix. Yeah, we got too. a mix this time of year for sure, and in the fall also yeah. chasing them deer. And, and you know where you're Absolutely. from over there. Not just to put this into perspective for people, those pretty rolling hills over there where you live. I mean, I can remember being a kid riding through there, and it, it's like Jurassic Park for turkeys. I mean, they're everywhere. Like it's crazy yeah. how many birds you guys had. Um, and, and we never had the population that like Giles County and Lincoln County have over there where you guys are at. Uh, but, but man, we had a bunch and, and I'm telling you, I, it hurts my heart for my kids because now they're big time into hunting. They're getting old enough and we just don't have the birds, man. You can go 20 trips, and never hear one gobble. Like it's, it's really, really tricky now. So, um, Hopefully though they're, they're working on it and they'll get it figured out, man. But uh, but yeah, you te- when you text me the other day, I'm, like, I'm going turkey hunting. I'm like, I'm fixing to hit you up, son. I, if you got some turkeys, I'm fixing to be like, hey, Brandon, you need somebody in your hip pocket <laughs> for dang sure. I've but, got a few. No, well, that, that's you live in a special part of the world, man. There's no doubt about that. Talk about so so coming up. I get this question a ton, being from Tennessee, especially on social media. People reaching out like, man, do you ever fish? Mainly, I get a lot of questions about Thames and Center Hill, and I never fished those lakes growing up. That My dad never went over that way. We were Wheeler, Gunnersville, uh, Pickwick, and Wilson, 
and the upper end of Kentucky Lake more than anything. Is that pretty much where you cut your teeth, though, is like Thames, Woods, Normandy, Center Hill? I know you've got a lot of Gunnersville experience as well, but was it that region that really where you kind of cut your teeth? Yeah, it definitely was. You know, when I started, I started fishing little small club stuff like like everybody else Mm -hmm. does around here about when I was 16 years old, 17, somewhere right in there. And Tim's Ford is just where that's where I went most Mm -hmm. of the time, you know, and then I fished a few tournaments on Woods and Normandy. And then as things progressed and I always kind of knew that I wanted to be a professional angler if I could. Um, and I knew I had to broaden my horizons because all those lakes that I just mentioned are like deeper. They have a small mouth, a small mouth population, a large mouth population. They're like Highland reservoirs, mm-hmm. you know? So I knew I had to get on that Tennessee river and I had to learn to fish grass and, and current and, and that kind of thing. So I can remember the first time I went to Gunnersville, went and put in at Mud Creek, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was I was afraid to run the boat. I yeah. I was going to run, run into something, you know, because <laughs> the channel was 20 foot deep, where the channel at Tim's Ford's about 155 foot deep. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So, but, yeah, I mean, it like you said, this is just where I'm from is a great place to be from. I mean, oh, I can man, be to yeah. Ingles. I can be to Ingalls Harbor at Wheeler in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I can be to Gunnersville in an hour and 15, hour and 20. Um, Wilson, Pickwick, all those are within a couple hours. And Chickamauga is within a couple hours as well. Yeah, so, you're in the heart of it, dude. For, yeah, for sure. a lot of options. Uh, yeah. You know, I think what frustrated me growing up with those Tennessee lakes in particular, you had the Music City Division of BFL that would would dip around, you know, Old Hickory and Percy Priest. And, and if you're listening to this and you're from the Nashville area, I apologize to you, but I would rather <laughs> knock the dams down on those lakes than ever have to make a cast on them. And I think Brandon may, may agree on on I some of agree. those. They're <laughs> uh, they're ugly. Old Hickory's ugly. Uh, yeah. It's been ugly to me many times, but they never really had anything on Tim's that much. I think there was a BFL on Tim's a couple of years ago. Heck, you may have won it. I don't remember. No. Uh, but they had one that popped up down there, and that was rare to see growing up. So I just never – I just put all my my eggs in the basket down here. And and that's where the, the bass club that I was in as a kid with my dad growing up, that – you know, all the lakes that I mentioned, that's where we fish. So we never – but I get those questions. People are like, man, do you fish – this lake in Tennessee and this lake, because you're from, and I'm like, dude, I might as well be, other than saying go Vols, I might as well be from Alabama, fishing-wise. Like, I just, I've never, I don't fish in Tennessee. Not, right. that, not that much at all. But Tim's is a, uh, it's a unique fishery, and I think that your consistency, uh, looking at looking at your your stats, I think that, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like growing up on a fishery like that, you learn so many different, uh, I, I don't know, like how to change, how to adjust on the fly, because those Highland Lakes change by the hour sometimes. Do you think that aids into your consistency on tour? Because because you're so freaking consistent, man. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. You know, fishing a, a Highland impoundment like Tim's, the water's typically clear. Um, and like you said, it's so situational from day to day. You can go up there today and it's cloudy, it's windy. You can throw a spinner bait, crank bait, just burn the bank up all day and catch them. Mm-hmm. You go back tomorrow, you think you were on a dynamite pattern. You go back tomorrow, you lose that wind and the sun comes out and you're like, oh gosh, I got to throw a Ned rig on six pound line to get a bite. Mm-hmm. You know, so it teaches you 
to pick up on the mood of the fish mm-hmm. and hey this this is going on today i've seen this before this is what i need to do um so yeah i, I would definitely agree with that yeah it, it just teaches you to get bites you know and it teaches you how to survive when you need to there's a lot to be said for somebody that can go and catch 12 or 13 pounds every day because a lot of times if you do that you're you're going to cash some checks you may not win a whole bunch of tournaments but you're going to cash some checks well those and those wins come though and i and right. we're seeing that now you you got your open win and and man it's just and i think it, it was cool to see that when you won everybody making post the bass fishing world expects that from you because of your consistency i mean I, I know you, you don't strike me as a guy. You probably look at your stats. You don't look at your stats a lot, I'm sure. And as I was digging in, like going to do this interview, you fished 120 events with bass, and you've you've only not received a paycheck in 31 of those. That's incredible. <laughs> that, that that stat line, and you may not feel like that at times because I know how fishing is emotionally on us. It's a roller coaster. But seven Bassmaster Classics, 21 top tens. That's insane, dude. And almost a million dollars in earnings. Like, give me that career over <laughs> 10 wins anytime. And I say that, dude, consistency is king. We, But that's that. I, there's something in the water in Tennessee for some of y'all, not for me, because I bomb more than I'm consistent But <laughs> my whole life. But guys like that, it must be from Lawrence County East, I think. I think you guys get it. But like, <laughs> that's that Wesley Strader career, Andy Morgan. Now we're seeing with Michael Neal, dude, and there's too many to name, but but there's something about that. I, I don't know, man. It's but it's uh, I, I, that's what I said right before I called you. I'm like, I'm always. It's like finding a nugget. Like I know you're consistent. I see your name all the time. I know you smash on them. But then when you look at the numbers, I'm like, numbers don't lie. Holy cow! <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> my hats off to you, dude. That's an incredible career right there. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. I've- I appreciate it. It's it's crazy to think that this is my ninth year fishing the Elite Series. I mean, it's 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 been great. I mean, I I've just been very blessed. I just tell you, I have. I mean, I and and consistency, honestly, Luke, is what I strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just try to catch as much as I can every day and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. But I I'm the kind of guy, like, when I leave the dock in the morning, if I've got a place where I can go catch five and put them in the live well, I don't care if I'm at Falcon. If I've got a place where I can go catch 12 pounds, I'm going to catch them, and I'm going to get them in the live well to get some fish in the boat. That's just how I fish. You know, I've just always wanted to be the guy that that generates bites, and eventually, if you generate enough bites, your size is is going to catch up, and you're gonna you're gonna end up with a good day. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be said for that for sure, man. And I, uh, I don't know. I see you as just this very versatile angler as well. And you know, you win down at down at Toho in Florida, and you've man, you've got a great track record down there, especially on that body of water. It seems, but Harris Chain as well. We've seen you at the St. John's do well. But what if if you could talk to the the listeners about what do you think? Like right now in your fishing is your go-to for for consistency. Like if you got to throw one thing everywhere you go, and I know obviously that's changes and it's situational, but do you have one thing that you're like, oh, I'm going to get me a check on this, <laughs> or this bails me out? Do you have like a go-to technique? Yeah. You know, every year it seems like it's something different, but yeah. I'll, just speak for, I'll just speak for this year. This year, man, it's been a shaky head, and, okay. and I know – 
I know that sounds no like I'm like I'm a girl and I'm putting a dress on, but I'm, <laughs> nah. I'm hey, telling you, cashing man, them checks. It's okay. I know, like it's Santee Cooper, so you know Santee is. And I'm gonna drop a little nugget here because I hadn't told anybody this. But uh, I was gonna say at, easy at, now. <laughs> yeah, at, at Santee, you know, there's those trees. You're fishing That's those right. cypress trees, and everybody wacky worms those trees. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is when you throw your wacky worm up there and it gets down there to one of those roots in the crack of one of them roots, then you're hung it's up and done. you just mess the tree up. Yeah. So what I did, I tied me on a one sixteenth ounce shaky head. <laughs> a one sixteenth shaky head, you can still skip it just like you can a wacky mm-hmm. worm. And they still bite it just as good. No comment. So that's how I caught. That's how I caught. Almost, yeah, that's how I caught almost all my fish at Santee. Well, then we go to Chickamauga last week, and I just I caught them on an eighth ounce shaky head, just casting it around at stumps and places where I knew fish were spawning. If I ran across one that was spawning, I'd just pitch it in there. And sometimes he'd bite it. Sometimes he, I'd have to mess around with him with a different bait, but. Lately, as far as getting bites, it's it's just been a dang shaky head, man. Well, I that that light shaky head thing around the spawn, I, I want to say that that's a kind of a Tennessee River thing, yeah. a little bit, you yeah, know. I'd and, agree with that. and it's yeah. it's kind of low key, but um, mm-hmm. I've had my brains beat out a couple times by it in some tournaments where you're like thinking that. You know, like especially um, Pickwick, Gunnersville, that type of stuff where you think, oh, well, man, they're smashing them up flipping or they're doing this, chatter. But no, no, 16th ounce shaky head <laughs> beat your yep. brains out today. You know, that especially around wood and things. So that's if, – yep. if you're listening and paying attention, you better be writing notes because that's uh, – that's, <laughs> he, he did give up some uh, some juice there for sure. Well, looking, looking ahead at the rest of the year, dude, um, you're seventh in AOI right now. Long way to go, but man, you guys got Fork coming up where you've had success. You've got Pickwick, which you know at a time of year where we've seen you at Gunnersville offshore. You're very comfortable doing that. Which events are you looking forward to the most, and and do you think you can make a run at this AOI? Uh, I, I certainly hope so. I like the position I'm in. You know, um, uh. Being in seventh, I don't feel like all the eyes are on me. That's you know, right. I don't feel a, I don't feel a ton of pressure. I also don't feel a ton of pressure because I won that open earlier at the Kissimmee. <laughs> chain, you so, in? <laughs> you know, I'm in the classic. So, and that's t- that's taking a big load off my mind this year, obviously. But yeah, no, definitely looking forward to Pickwick. I mean, I've I've spent a fair amount of time over there um, that time of the year, you know, and I, I don't think it's any secret that tournament being first week of June, it's there's going to be a lot of fish out off the bank in that tournament, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I always love going up north. Honestly, Lake Fork, I like Lake Fork, but, man, it's kind of been like if I've had an Achilles heel in my <laughs> career, it's been Texas. You know, everybody has – Oh, yeah. like everybody has that state or that region. They don't that, click with, yeah. Right, yeah. and for some reason, it's been Texas for me. Hopefully, we can. T- I, and I've had some decent tournaments in Texas, but I've had some pretty rough ones too. So, hopefully, we can figure something out. And we're going a little bit later this year than than we ever have. So, you know, maybe that'll play into my hands. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, always think- enjoy. Always enjoy going up north too. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. being from being from Tennessee, I love smallmouth. I don't care if it's a Tennessee smallmouth or a New York smallmouth. I just, 
I love smallmouth. So definitely looking forward to going up there. Yeah, we saw that with you at Champlain a few years yeah. ago for sure, yeah. showing off those Tennessee smallmouth snatching skills. But you got <laughs> – I, th- I feel like down the stretch, I was talking to uh, Ronnie Moore earlier this week, and I feel like the schedule – I don't want to say that they've been predictable over the last few years. You know, you have the Southern deal, and then you guys end, end the year on a Northern swing. But this year, that Northern swing is not really a Northern swing. I mean, you guys got St. Lawrence, but then you've got Oahe out in the middle mm-hmm. of the you know right. the Midwest, and then you get to drive back a few days later to La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is, I mean, it's a Northern fishery, but it can be a little grimy. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch, I feel like. Not, yeah, it definitely will. It, it's not like – but it's just – I guess what I mean is it's just not that St. Clair, St. Lawrence, Champlain. You know what I mean? It's it's going to yeah, be – not just – it's not going to be absolute slugfest yes. beatdowns. I mean, the St. Lawrence will. But For like sure. But I say, I mean, that lacrosse, dude, if you catch – uh, it's kind of one of those places where everybody's going to catch 10 to 12 pounds, but if you get over 14, you've had a heck of a day. No doubt about it. So, and it can yeah, be super be, standard. Interesting. Yep. What do you it think about be. a Oahe? Man, I'm, I'm hearing good things. I know a few of the guys went out there and kind of pre-practice last year. Um, and they said that it had gotten even better than it was the last time we were there. I fished there the year that, uh, Mark Daniels mm-hmm. Jr. won there. Yeah. Um, and learned a lot about the place. I didn't have a great tournament there, but I learned a lot about the place. And, and by the end of the deal, I was kind of like, I hope we come back here, you know, cause I'd, I'd like to have another, I'd like to have another crack at it. And I, it, it's funny with tournament fishing, you know, everybody wants to talk about their good finishes and how they caught them. But a lot of times you learn more when you get your teeth kicked in than you do, than you do when you have a good tournament. At least I do. You oh, know, if sure. I have a bad tournament, I, I try to look back at everything and try to figure out where the heck I went wrong, you know. And I, I think that if you don't learn from the bad ones, then you're not paying enough attention for sure. I mean, right. I, I think those, I those are the ones that sting the most. I mean, we just got finished mm-hmm. up there at Cherokee, and I totally, 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 totally missed the deal. And – I went in overconfident, not into the tournament, but into practice because I'd been there in 19 for the FLW, and I thought, you know what? I know exactly where it's going to go down. I know how it's going to go down, and I'm not going to leave this area. And I just kind of made it, and it was a big area, but I'm like, I'm not going to go. And I was so stubborn. And where did it go down? Uh, yeah, not in that area at all. <laughs> and, and and truly, and I figured it out like halfway through the second day. I'm like, oh, this is where they're biting nice idiot you know kind of deal but but i think that 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 is how you have to look at it and i actually it was it was i drew a young man the second day he's 19 years old he fished with paul nick the first day and then unfortunately drew me the second day and he was in sixth place and i'd bombed out the first day and i told him i said look we had a six o'clock check-in something crazy and i said look i could catch 37 pounds here tomorrow and still not get a check but we're going to make sure you, you know, you get every opportunity you can, and we're going to go out there and we're going to, you know, try to try to help you win this gum thing, man. You're 19, you're in seventh place. I'd love to see you win. So, man, we tried, and and we're around fishing. I end up catching them a lot better the second day, and and he texts me. He was real frustrated. He's he actually zeroed, and uh, and man, he he fished his butt off all day. But he texts me the next day and said, "Hey, Mr. Duncan, I just want to thank you again for being kind, and and I learned a lot." And he said. Uh, 
He said, I've just got to get to where uh, the bad days don't bug me as much. That's what he, what he texts. And, I, and, and it gave me an opportunity to kind of, you know, be the old man that I'm turning into <laughs> and be like, well, buddy, those, those are the days you have to learn the most from. Yeah. Like the, the, about yourself, about a fishery, about, you know, what did, okay, so what did I do that I can do different next time in that situation? And just hope that you can apply it uh, the next time you find yourself in that, in that kind of predicament. But how'd you end up over there, by the way? I'm, I think I finished 23rd, I think it was. Yeah. Some, something like that. I was, I was in top 10, I think, after day one. Um, or I was, I was within striking distance of, because of course we, we had a shortened tournament, oh, yeah. only a two-day event, and I had like 17 and a half the first day, I think. I actually caught all my, my fish. I went way up the river and just flipped a jig the whole tournament, and I, I, I weighed in all largemouth. And, no kidding. I was going to fix that I mean, largemouth or smallmouth. Yeah. No, I weighed in all largemouth, and, and honestly, if had it been a three-day event, I knew there was pretty much no chance that I huh. could could win up there because I, I pretty much felt like I was going to run out of fish. Um but when they shortened it to a two-day event, I thought, hey, it could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it could happen. But I only caught 13 pounds something the second day. But, I mean, I got out of there with a good check, and, hey, I wasn't fishing for any points. That's right. Um, so, I, you know, I just had fun. You know, I, it, I was like, in practice, I was struggling down there on the big lake part. I saw you running Same. around down there a couple days. <laughs> yeah, you saw me in the I area just, you shouldn't have been in, buddy. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't get it. I couldn't either. I, I just couldn't. So yeah. I went up the river, and I started flipping a big jig, and I was like, you know what? It's been a long time since I just got to lock a jig in my hand and have fun. And growing up around here, that's how I used no to doubt. Fish, I was to be honest with you. So I, I had a fun tournament, caught some fish, and got out of there with a check. So I was happy. I think other than just failing miserably in the tournament, what made me mad was I just didn't get in on the catching because that lake, right. you can just go blitz them and it's fun. And I did the second day and I'm like, you dummy. You know, I, yeah. I was just, but like you said, here I am. And there were lots of guys that caught them up, up the lake, you know, from where I right. was trying to make it happen. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. Hey, aluminum boat guy, stay down here and try to make these stupid smallmouth work over and <laughs> over and over. Like that's what I, all the way home. I'm going, you idiot. You're so stupid. Like, I was just so <laughs> mad because uh, I was like offshore and 30 mile an hour wind and trying. And, and obviously, Coop won it that way. And there were a lot of fish that got caught that way, but uh, not necessarily my strong suit all the time. And uh, when I caught them there before, it was on the bank, you know, mm-hmm. even though I were smallmouth, but it was on the bank. And I just kept trying to force that thing, man. And uh, anyways, that uh, it, it's a it, that's a special fishery uh, in this old state. That uh, another one that I had never fished until like 2019. I'd never uh, spent any time on it. I I know you guys have had an elite there, and now a couple opens. Um, like mm-hmm. to see the elites go back there around that time of year. That'd be awesome. It would be. No, I'd, I'd love to. i tell you a place I'd love to see a tournament go to as well. It's kind of weird because of the, the size limit and the slot limit, but that's Dale Hollow. Yes. I don't know if you've spent much time oh, on Dale Hollow, yeah. but, dude, that's a special place. Yeah, and, and, and of course, it's known for smallmouth, but it is right. an amazing largemouth fishery. That's what you see Absolutely. in the tournaments mainly. Yeah. Uh, Brent Anderson won a BFL up there this year and had like a 914. Uh, wow! Yeah, some some insane stringers have been getting caught up there this year for for sure. But oh, we and I think service the slot limit's tricky. But then I think sale service for like an elite 
or uh, right. or another tournament yeah. for live streaming is a little tricky there from what i hear that's true mpfl yeah. talked about going there and i think that was a big uh, a big holdback but uh well i got i got one more thing for you i'm gonna let you go i, I appreciate you taking the time but can you explain to the listeners what it's like having to deal with clay dyer all the time <laughs> man he's been so busy he's been so busy he stays busy man he stays he, he busy. does man he's been on the road he's been wide open his you know his he of course he does his uh motivate motivational right. speeches and and speaks at churches and uh big game dinner mm-hmm. game suppers and and all that kind of stuff man he's been all over the country so i hadn't got to see him a whole lot here lately but we did get to go fishing on tim's uh, here not long. I saw. Ago. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's a great dude. Uh, he's a for sure. he's a hoot, man. I've been knowing him. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a million years. But uh, I, I have to. <laughs> I, have, I have to. Any chance I get to give him a hard time at all publicly, I have to do it. So I had to. I had to get a gig in there at Clay at some point. I, I love. Clay. I got to get Clay on here. As a matter of fact, I I need. I need to get him over here to the house and and. Uh, and and do one with him at some point. We have a big time man. He he's got he really has some incriminating Luke Duncan stories <laughs> that the world doesn't need to know. I've known him that long, to be honest. But he's got plenty of them, man. I uh, I think the world of Clay. But Brandon, I, I can't thank you enough, man, for coming on. And uh, I'm gonna hold you to that. We're gonna go. We're gonna go get uh, get on some fish together here for two off long. Yeah, man. Just give me a call. We'll do it. I appreciate you having me on also, man. It's uh, It's been fun. Hope we can do it again soon. Absolutely. We'll do it again. We'll get you over here in the studio and do one. It'll be a good time. Sounds good, buddy. Right. Take Thank care. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Lester right there. And uh, he is a fantastic human, man. I look forward to getting to know him even better. And, and uh, hopefully y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, I had so many things I wanted to ask him, and and it is crazy. He's 45 minutes up the road, and we're going to get him in here in the bar and grill. I think that would be a a, uh, a real a real good time. Uh, Clay Dyer, if you don't know the story, Clay Dyer, inspirational human, incredible angler, incredible person, uh, is actually Brandon's uh, stepdad. Uh, and, and they are uh, just – fantastic family man so they uh they they spent a lot of time together so i gotta give him a hard time about clay i gotta give him a hard time about clay and uh clay is uh is is a good friend and a good person and i know most of y'all listening know clay and if you don't know his story go check it out because it's uh it'll make you make you uh appreciate everything in life clay clay won't let you uh you can't frown around clay he's he's always gonna crack you up he's always gonna make you smile but uh and and a positive person just like brandon lester so very much appreciate Brandon coming on. Be sure this week, check us out, tmpfl.com, National Professional Fishing League. Give us a chance. It's been a while since that uh, Cumberland tournament down there, the one-day shoot showdown Saturday shootout for 50000 that we had. Trendsetters. <laughs> Trendsetting tournament there because now we've had a couple toyotas that were like that uh this one will not be weather shortened good lord willing and the creek don't rise and somebody's going to take home a shield somebody's going to take home 50k and i promise you there'll be lots of lots and lots and lots of fish catches uh sure does seem like it it, it it's april it's a heart will they got them they gonna be biting i i surely think so so tune in next friday and Saturday, or this Friday and Saturday, when you're listening to this on Monday, 
the dates are actually, let's look at this real quick, like the 22nd and the 23rd is when we will broadcast and tune in tmpfl.com. Of course, I'll be making a ton of posts about it all week long. Appreciate each and every one of y'all that, that do support MPFL. It's going to be a fun, fun week. Hanging with my man, Fat Cat. Got James Watson out on the water for this one. And uh, and as I've mentioned a thousand times, like I just love that. I love that gig. It's it's one of my favorite things I get to do in life. I'm very grateful that I get to do that. So appreciate y'all uh, giving us the opportunity to entertain you a little bit and watch some bass fishing. Going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues like always. Be sure to hug your mama. Hope y'all had a great Easter. We'll see y'all next week. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss or Civil War ghosts, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.